Hey, I'm Kyla Graham. I am an accountant who's passionate about helping nonprofit leaders speak confidently about their money. You are listening to the Nonprofit Nuggets podcast. And before we get into the episode, got to give you this disclaimer. Any accounting, business, or tax advice in this here podcast is not intended as a thorough, in-depth analysis of your specific issues. It's not a substitute for a formula opinion. It is not good enough to avoid tax-related penalties. Got to tell you this because don't want y'all coming for me. Have you been wondering how your strategic plan and your finances work together? Join me on Tuesday, August 11th at 1 p.m. Mountain Time for an intense one-hour session where we will dive into your vision for your organization for the next three years and develop an outline to meet those goals and what the finances mean for that. So what systems are you going to need to place? What financial markers should you have? Be sure to sign up in advance so that you can get any pre-work materials that we send out so that you can make the best of our time together. Details to sign up will be in the show notes. Back to the episode. Hey, welcome to this series with Rachel miller Bike. If you want the full episode, head over to my website. Otherwise, here's a snippet. Hi, Rachel. How are you today? I'm good, Kyla. How are you? I am good. So welcome to the Nonprofit Nuggets podcast. Today we are talking with Rachel Miller-Blake. And Rachel is the CEO of Miller-Blake Consulting, and they help nonprofits as well as professional associations do their governance work and make sure that they have a better understanding, a better grasp about what the governance body, be that the board or members of the management team, need to do to keep the organization running. So, Rachel, today, what are you celebrating? I'm celebrating my family and my friends uh, in a, I'll be real about kind of the time that we're living in post-COVID, um, my day, my daily life is really very much about um, taking care of and valuing the people in my life who are most precious to me, um, which means, you know, my husband, my daughter, and um, our friends and our wider community, trying to keep in touch with them. Well, that's, that's so good. I feel like that's something we, I've been trying to do better about is like, I was like, I'm going to text my brothers. I promise you, I will reach out to you <laughs> and not just like putting it off indefinitely because we just don't like with all this happening, everyone's dealing with it differently. So I do mm-hmm. love that you're like making the time to be like, let me check in on these yeah. people. It's, it's a time to really celebrate the people who we love the most and the things that we treasure the most. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about you, aside from loving your family and friends, tell me more about you and your work. Sure. So I'm very new to consulting, actually. I've been working in the nonprofit and association management field for about 16 years. Um, And for the past 10 years, I've really hopped on the governance train, so to speak. Uh, I really... I really, I started specializing in managing governance. You could say I started from my first job out of college, which was for an association. I was an executive assistant. And when you have that kind of job, the first thing that you find yourself doing is 
planning board meetings and staffing board meetings. <laughs> and I found, you know, I started to grow professionally. I was, you know, really growing as an administrator. And when I stepped into my first management role, um, it was one that focused specifically on managing governance. And I realized I was in graduate school at the time studying organizational science. And I really realized this, this is very fascinating and very interesting because so much of the health of the organization really depends on this office. It really <laughs> depends on this function. And I was also wondering why isn't there more out there that really kind of supports and, um, studies and analyzes how, how to do this and how to do it well. There's there's a lot out there in terms of a board source. ASAE has a lot out there. Um, but I really found it's a very underdeveloped competency in nonprofits and in associations. It kind of depends on how big the association or the organization is. Um, and, and it was something that I just kind of clung to as I have a knack for this. I'm really fascinated by it. So I really pursued opportunities professionally um, that really focus in on governance and really being able to develop good governance systems. And then when I moved, um, I, I moved into consulting a couple of years ago and I found that it was a really good opportunity to try to dive a little bit deeper into, you know, what are some of the components in addition to the inner workings of a board of directors? What are those components that are essential to governance? Such as, you know, do you have effective bylaws? Do you have strong policies? How do you manage things like, you know, which is very much in your world, the financial oversight piece? Um, and so those are things that I find in consulting, I'm able to add capacity and um, help, you know, expand the capacity of organizations that need to devote more time and attention to that. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, allergies are very, very present in, <laughs> excuse me, in the Washington DC area. Um, so, so it really was an opportunity for me to kind of say, Hey, if you need more capacity to address some of these specific issues, I'm here to help. Um, and so I really try to work, uh, both with, uh, prim I, I tend to work primarily with staff uh -huh. who really kind of are the ones that are sort of doing that work and really needing that kind of support. Um, but I also, you know, try to make myself available to educate and um, provide resources for board leaders themselves, because often, um, depending on the size of the organization, they find themselves having to do a lot of that um, hands-on work. When it comes to doing that hands-on work, what is a way that organizations can better maximize their time working with you? So um, I think that it, it sometimes comes to the point of just needing to take a bit of a leap when it comes to committing to having the time um, and just making time. Um, <laughs> right, right. It's, it's, you know, I, I hate to admit it, but it, it does take an investment of both time and resources. Um, and, and I don't tend to pretend that this work isn't time consuming uh -huh. as well. Um, so sometimes it, it, I think it really has a lot to do with sort of, um, trying to identify that capacity, whether it's in terms of time or in terms of resources 
and being willing to make it a priority. Um, because governance, <clears throat> on the surface, governance is not a moneymaker. Yeah. Um, it's not, you know, it's not a primary service. It's not something that you can charge a fee for. Um, but when you think about governance as um, really the strategic wheel of the organization, if you don't, if that's not healthy, and if you don't have the systems and processes in place, uh, your organization is going to suffer for it. You won't have uh, much capacity to ensure the resources, to fundraise, things like that. Um, so, so I would say a lot of it is really just about committing to doing some of the deeper work and building processes and being willing to um, identify kind of new, more systemized way of do, ways of doing things. What do you think about the governance train? Are you on it? Leave your comments in, I guess, the comments <laughs> and follow Rachel on LinkedIn. That's your preferred place.